We got interference going the on interference with the phone. Interference with the phone. Interference. Maybe back here. Do you want to try back here? That's the government oh, that trying to okay. listen in would... to our call here. No. Exactly. They're 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 uh we're, our wires are tapped. Nice. All of our wires are tapped though, in reality. Hi. Welcome to Obsessed Much with Mel Z. And Jano. A show where we delve into the insane topics we're obsessed with, the bizarre things other people are obsessed with, and the ones we think you should be obsessed with too. So today we're going to talk about the top conspiracy theories. Uh, we also interviewed a longtime friend of mine and Mel's, uh, Brandon Bolt. Best guy I know. Honest. He's great. And then in segment two, we're going to dive into our own crushing anxiety. Mm -hmm. So today's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's a light one. <laughs> Conspiracy theories and anxiety today on Obsessed Much. We're just going to have you introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, so my name is Brian Bolt. I am a lifelong friend of Gio and Melzi. Uh I am currently uh, a husband and a father of four. I live in um, Ontario, Canada, Windsor, Ontario, most southern part of Canada. And I am just working through my MSW right now at the University of Windsor, which is the Masters of Social Work. So nice. that's kind of just what, what I'm up to these days. Right on. But we hear you're also, and most importantly of all those things, a huge conspiracy theorist. I would say that I'm a middle ground conspiracy theorist. Uh, it's definitely a hobby. I definitely am very interested in conspiracies. Um, however, I'm not like, uh, I've never gone to any conventions. I've never, you know, I'm not a part of any like official clubs and stuff like that. Cause people can get pretty intense about this kind of stuff and yeah. their whole worldview can't become informed by, you know, what is said to be quote unquote conspiracy or not. Right. So I, I um, you know, I, I, I definitely do more than dabble, but I'm not religious about it in any way. So, <laughs> so you, you're, are you just interested in conspiracy theories or do, are there some that you actually believe? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of theories that I believe and, um, you know, based off of a lot of research that I've done, I've actually, I've used my, um, my student ID to access databases around the world uh, that aren't available to the public. Like you might need to be a researcher or a professor. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, online databases that you can only access if you're a student or a prof or something like that. So I've done a lot of researching over the last couple of years with that access. And um, my worldview has definitely changed. I wouldn't say that, I, you know, some people think that the world is full of aliens and reptiles rule us all um i i'm not one of those people <laughs> i hope not man that, that would However, be the end for us I think. <laughs> that's a deal breaker it's a deal breaker absolutely <laughs> so Bubba, we wanted to ask you what your top two conspiracy theories are and why you believe them I, okay so um i might say that my top two themes i don't know if i could identify like two conspiracy theories in particular, but the, my number one is definitely uh, uh, theories that are related to governments and like international corporations and organizations. So anything to do with like um, the United Nations, NATO, banks, uh, like the global banking system is a huge one that I'm interested in. Um, stuff like that, that's sort of more rooted in reality and documentation. Um, compared to other theories like, uh, you know, flat earth, for example, where there's really little evidence and the evidence that does exist isn't really evidence at all. So, you know, right. um, so, so you're, I'm interested in governmental conspiracy theories. So more like just a general distrust of the information we get from governments. Pretty much. Governments, news organizations, like mainstream organizations like CNN and 
and uh, CMS, uh, CNBC and stuff like that, Fox News. Um, yeah, information that's disseminated as an official narrative oftentimes is that way, in my opinion, because they're actually just sort of wanting to cover up what's kind of really going on behind the scenes. Uh, they're trying to misdirect people and whatnot. Not all the time, obviously, yeah. uh, but but sometimes it happens. And I don't think it's unreasonable to say that sometimes the media lies, since the media has lied in the past that we all kind of know that's happened. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think most people can agree with that. So you're yeah. kind of con- a conspiracy theorist junior. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy so, theory light. When yeah, um for sure. when COVID first started, when we were like first getting the news that we're going into lockdown, I was yeah. so full of anxiety and I called you just to talk about it. Those theories that you were telling me, you remember telling me about this? Do you still believe in them? And I um, remember a bunch of things that I said, yeah. Um I said at the time I believe I wasn't a hundred percent certain. If, if it was real, now I believe, I do believe that COVID is real. Um, I don't believe it's a fake virus. However, I do believe that there are powerful entities that are taking advantage of the situation in order to usurp various powers that the people have had, various rights that the people have had in the past. So, um, you, yeah. Would you mind just, we're not going to say that you believe this, but could you say what those conspiracy theories were about COVID? There's four four main views about COVID. So the first one is that everything that we've heard from the media and our government is true. Masks work. Um, You know, everyone that's been reported as dying from COVID has died from COVID. There's no questioning the official narrative. The second view is... Uh, I'm suspicious of it all, but I don't really know what to make of it. The third view is uh, the one that I subscribe to, which is um, I believe that you know the governments of the world, uh, particularly the United Nations, Western governments are using COVID to push forward um, sort of totalitarian policies that the public wouldn't accept if we weren't in a time of crisis. And there's been a lot of politicians most notably Henry Kissinger, who was the Secretary of State under Ronald Reagan, he, um, you know, he said, never waste a good crisis on uh, pushing through a policy that you would like to. Wow. <laughs> and so I believe that's what's happening right now. I think it's pretty apparent. You know, people are being forced to close their businesses down and not being provided with a universal basic income, which is that shit crazy in my opinion <laughs> and and stuff like that so yeah. that's my view and then the, so the fourth view is that it's all a hoax there's no such thing as a virus and that um you know the shadow government the deep state and the global you know the globalists are trying to take over the world based off of a lie and they're causing mass hysteria and stuff like that it's, it's just a big giant hoax these are the these are the four basic COVID conspiracy theories, but not necessarily the ones that you believe. Yeah, well, those are the four points of view. I, so those are the four points of view, and I, I am partial to the third one of believing that it's real, but thinking that governments are taking advantage. Yeah, and and uh, lots of companies too are like pivoting oh, yes. to like uh, this is how our product is great for COVID. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yeah. definitely cash. Oh, that sounds terrible, masks, but like, like, but like, those are necessary. I know, like, but but that's a whole thing now. I know for sure, selling for sure, and lots of places are like, oh, our product happens to be good for like your immune system. So hey, let's put things out there about how we can help you beat COVID. You know, like there, of course, there's always yes. people that are going to be cashing in on it, right? Yes, absolutely, and you know, most notably. You know, companies like um, like Old Navy and other, you know, clothing companies are selling cloth masks. And they put right on there a disclaimer, like, this is not meant to protect against viruses. This is an aesthetic mask. This isn't a medical device. This will not protect you from anything. Uh, and even the, the, and I have a box of N95 masks. And on the box, 
it says that these masks are not for preventing the transmission of viruses. <laughs> so there's that sort of stuff. And then there's also, you know, large companies like Amazon right now are raking in the dough. Billionaires in particular are raking in. I don't know if you've heard the numbers, but mm-hmm. the American billionaires have made like $800 billion since the beginning of 2020, thanks to COVID. Who has? Well, uh, all of the billionaires in America that are involved in like Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and mm-hmm. other large, you know, Oracle and Microsoft, if you add all of, of the money up that they would that they would have made without COVID, they've made like 70% more income that they on average would have Whoa. Uh, this year without COVID. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everyone's going bankrupt. In the, in the public. Wow. And, you know who's really you know, raking it in? Food delivery services. <laughs> yeah, I Jordan. order it constantly. <laughs> like, I swear to God, that's like most of my income goes to fucking mm-hmm. food delivery services. Uh, mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Which is, you know, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I'm not against stuff like that. That's a smart business decision. It it's a niche. Yeah. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> for people. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a DQ blizzard delivered large. I shared it with <laughs> Michelle like $19. I paid for that yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. That's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. One day I, I ordered twice. I ordered twice from DoorDash. Actually, no, I didn't. Cause I wanted to be covert about it. So I ordered from DoorDash for nice. lunch and from skip the dishes nice. for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember when at your, the night before your wedding, Jeff, we spent, uh, $65 on a case of Canadian <laughs> for a similar delivery service, but it was after hours. Right. Oh, yes. shit. Yeah, I those, remember that. Those were crazy, those alcohol delivery places. I forgot about that. <laughs> what would you say is the most interesting conspiracy theory that you know of? Not necessarily what you believe, uh, but just the most interesting. I would say that conspiracy theories involving large families like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, you know, Rockefeller Center, uh, large families like that. Conspiracy theories surrounding those families are super interesting because they connect, they're connected to everything. They're connected to the military industrial complex. They're connected to global governments. They're connected to the banking system. You know, a lot of people don't realize that the centralized banking system around the world funnels into a set of essentially three banks the World Bank, the IMF, and the Bank of International Settlements basically are the bosses of every central bank in the world. And these banks are owned by the Rothschild family, the share, major shareholders. These people are real. And 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 um, a lot of people don't realize, because these names are so associated with conspiracy theories, that these families are actually very powerful around the world and that they've been involved in a lot of stuff. So the, the propagation of war, for example, the the uh, the banks, the global banks at the time of World War II, they funded both sides of the war. We all know this. Yeah. This is well documented. Yeah. Uh, they funded the Nazis. You know, Dutch Shell. You know, Shell Gas. Yeah. They gave the Nazis fuel for their tanks and their trucks. And here we are <laughs> over here. Not to mention Henry Ford. Uh, he gave the Nazis. Um, he gave the Nazis like vehicles and engines and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, to find their their uh, their stuff. And Dwight Eisenhower at the time knew this was going on. But these these banks are so powerful that he he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Really. Wow. The president at the time. So, and, and those people like those people are funding both sides of the war because there's money to be made. Exactly. Exactly. That's there's insane. And so we we think we think the Americans and I can't remember what they were called, the, the good guys in World War II. We think the good guys won the war. But really, the only people that won the war were the bankers. <laughs> they risked in millions and billions. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and to me, you know, you could say that it's a conspiracy theory. But if you just look up the history books, it's all there, plain as day. I, mean, um, I believe it. But I believe so anything. I, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's what I'm most interested in. I would say closely after that, I'm interested in like um, intelligence agency conspiracies. So like the CIA mm-hmm. and the NSA, definitely more recently, the NSA, ever since Edward Snowden um, dropped his, 
you know, cache of data um, in 2013, along with the journalist Glenn Greenwald um, from The Intercept. He actually just quit The Intercept because he was being censored by them. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so most recently, the, the NSA has been interesting because um, after the Patriot Act, after 9-11, they basically just spied on the whole world, no holds barred, mm-hmm. and nobody knew about it for years and years until Edward Snowden dropped the hammer. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we now we know it's true and we accept it all. Um, and a lot of us don't realize it's still going on. <laughs> yeah. There are pushes, you know, to stop it and stuff like that. But I would say that's that's one of my second. Um, that just freaks you know, me out. Intelligence agency stuff. What's that? That just scares me so much. I, I'd rather just be ignorant. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't personally, I, I feel like what you're saying, like your conspiracy theory stuff is just reasonable. Like, obviously, oh, we're being lied to about a lot of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a lot of like listening going on. But like me personally, I don't really give a shit if people are listening. Like if my Google home is listening to me yeah. and then it like advertises things to me later, like I don't get freaked out because I'm like, OK, yeah, I actually do want that thing. It's listening to yep. me well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amoral tool that can be used for good or bad. I mean, I don't like know how, if it's a really, like, noble thing, if it's, like, advertising, you know, a, a new, like, bath shelf that I didn't know <laughs> I needed, and now I'm it's on its way from Amazon, you know? <laughs> right. And, and you're right. In most cases, it is innocuous. The problem is when the problem is when you know politicians or business people are you know trying to do something. You know, if people are say they're trying to combat some corruption. Let's say the FBI is on the trail of some corrupt you know mafia ring, and they have an insider. You know, this mafia has an insider in the FBI, like a mole, and the mole tips off the mafia. And the mafia gets all of this information from the NSA that the FBI is on their tail. And then the mafia is able to just kind of, you know, skirt around everything because they know exactly what the FBI is up to. Um, so a lot of that's happened in the last 20 years. And so it's really enabled. It's, pro- it's proliferated drug trafficking, especially the opioid crisis has had a lot to do with that um, because they have intel from surveillance. Uh, that's been done by the government, <laughs> which is ironic because governments are supposed to be protecting people, um, but the information that they're collecting without anyone's knowledge is being used uh, to traffic drugs and people. So that's kind of where where information like that, like surveillance becomes non-innocuous. It becomes harmful and is really like an assault on the safe, like public safety, public health and stuff like that. We are, we're in, in an opioid crisis that could have been avoided, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions globally, could have, could have been saved uh, if it wasn't for these types of programs. So the definition of a conspiracy theory is it's a theory that rejects the standard explanation for an event and instead credits a covert group or organization with carrying out a secret plot. Mm-hmm. So it's different from myths like the Loch Ness Monster, UFOs, Bigfoot, stuff like that. So the top five that in my research, these, I, and I kind of picked them, but these are the most like well-known ones, really. The moon landing, 9-11, JFK assassination, Area 51 and QAnon, which is a newer one, but it's never heard of that one. Really? Oh God, it's huge. Have you heard of all of these? Uh, I've heard except of all for... of them except for QAnon. Okay. But I'd also like to add 9-11. That's in there. Oh shit. That's number two. Okay. Oh, I've been, I've been again. drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> okay. So the moon landing, let's start with that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the want me pe- to tell you what I know? Yes. I've believed for years that they didn't land on the moon. You believe that? I fully believed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I believe a lot of things people don't. <laughs> you are gullible. Especially if they speak with conviction. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Did you know that gullible isn't in the dictionary? 
the word gullible isn't in the dictionary? I, I think you're lying. <laughs> I had to think of though. I had to think about that. Yeah, so the moon landing, um, I fully believe that it didn't happen because apparently they were, I don't know a ton about it, but they were in a race with Russia, first person or first country to land on the moon. So why wouldn't they fake it? Well, yeah. Because And why didn't we go back? How come no one's gone back? They have. I didn't hear about it. <laughs> Okay, so what people believe is that it was a hoax, that they never actually landed. And yeah, that a lot of people believe that NASA faked it because they were in the space race with the Soviet Union. And there was also talk about the wind, uh, the flag, how the flag blew in the wind. Right. There's no wind on the moon or... Okay, yeah. So the moon landing, a lot of people believe that it was a hoax, that they never actually landed, that it was just all set up on a soundstage um, and that NASA faked it. So that because there was a space race going on between the U.S. and the Soviet Union and that they they faked it so that they could beat them at this race mm-hmm. uh, or that they set it up so that they could get more funding or that the U.S. government set it up as a way to distract the public from the Vietnam War. But and what about the flag blowing in the wind? You heard that? The, yeah. Yeah. OK. So I heard that, too. Mm-hmm. And um Apparently, like a lot of these things have been been debunked. They've been back to the moon and you can still see the tracks that the astronauts left and the American flags that they planted. But Amer- the uh, it was Apollo 11 that actually, the 1969 landing. June 16th, yeah. June 16th, yeah, you know it really Maybe well. July. Yeah, I think it was June um, because we literally just looked that up. Um, I did. But that is the only flag that isn't still there. So that kind of feeds into oh. the hoax theory oh. because they said when the uh, spaceship took off from the moon, that some part of it, like its engine or something, blew the flag out into the atmosphere. Into the atmosphere. It probably isn't an atmosphere up there. Whatever it is. Blew it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's mostly been debunked, but there are like things that make people still think yeah. it's true. Okay, so the second one, 9-11. So there's several theories about it, but mostly that it was an inside job. Yeah. Um, that uh, One of the main ones is that the government government officials had prior knowledge and did nothing. And then also that um, there was insider trading going on, that uh, millions mm. of United and American Airline, uh, they're called put options, which is like basically bets that stock is going to fall. Uh, that there were millions of bets placed on United and American Airlines stocks falling soon. And then Interesting. They, they, yeah, pretty much right before That's a it. sick thing to do, though. I mean, like, yeah. I have a lot to say about 9-11. <clears throat> and now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. Uh, so there was this documentary when I was maybe 16. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was probably, probably came out when I was like 14, 15, 16. Um, it was called Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And so what it was, was these, these conspiracy theorists talking about how 9-11 was an inside job. Mm-hmm. I totally and, remember saying And, and what it is, is they're saying that Afghanistan, I haven't said this for so long, Afghanistan is the biggest producer of opiates, opiate, like opium plants. Yeah. And so... When the Taliban rose to power, they burned all the poppy, or yeah, poppy seed, the poppy plants, mm-hmm. making it so that the Americans couldn't import it. Hmm. Right. So then, their response to that was to bomb themselves or drive the fly the planes into the buildings, blame it on Afghanistan, and then invade Afghanistan and retake all the land where they could grow these poppies plants. Hmm. That, that's one of the theories too, that it was an excuse to go to war with Afghanistan yeah. and Iraq. And another reason was for the oil. And that's so easy to believe. Well, not, that's not easy to believe, but to blame somebody and said that they did this to us mm-hmm. and have it be that catastrophic of a thing. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be angry at that? You know? Oh, exactly. It's exactly. really smart. If that is true, if it's that is very true, smart. It's pretty smart. Um, most of these theories, though, including the theory that uh, the collapse was caused by like controlled explosions, oh, man. remember that? that? All that stuff yeah. too, right? A lot of that was uh, has been debunked. And there was also a, a, a third building that fell 
building seven or something yeah. down the street. And that's true. That did fall. Yeah. It's like near it. Yeah. But yeah. how the hell would that fall? Right. Yeah. There's so many. It, that's a really bizarre one. For I me. know. And is. like, if you see the building falling, you can see the the explosives going off, you know, I, and just how it perfectly falls. I, I know. Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. It's, there's building, ob- obviously like lots of things. There was molten molten metal in the basement that you, that only, what the hell is it? That that explosives, jet fuel doesn't get that hot, but explosives can. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Another one. I, I'm going to say the biggest one. When I think conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. I think JFK assassination. JFK, yeah. Do you? For sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That and 9-11. Yeah. Okay. So the JFK assassination Basically, um, the theory is that Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, who was arrested for killing JFK, um, couldn't have killed him because of the trajectory of the bullet. That um, the the bullet that went into the back of JFK sitting in the back seat, that the trajectory was off. Um, and then uh, also it was contested that the way that, you know, the the classic back and to the left, back and to the left, yeah. you know, the Seinfeld episode yeah. where they, you know, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they, people have said that it was uh, possibly multiple a shootings. multiple shooters, yeah. that it was possibly the CIA or the mafia or the Cuban government or the Soviet union that was uh, assassinating him for political reasons or. Yeah. So what were right? they trying to gain if they did it themselves? If who did it themselves? If the Americans killed, I know it wasn't well. It American, was the, lots you know of I mean? lots of things. He was he was trying to sign laws, uh, bringing civil rights in, and and the the war, like the Cuban mm. uh, Bay of Pigs thing. Like there was lots of things that they people didn't didn't like JFK. But he was handsome as shit too. He was, and he was very young. He was only forty six. Yeah, Obama was younger though when he was elected. I think JFK is still the youngest. Oh, really? Yeah, because he was elected yeah, when he was like 44. Obama was 46. Oh, because when he yeah, got assassinated. He got yeah, he was gotcha. 46. Yeah. Makes sense. So, okay. So other people um, said that they saw smoke coming from the grassy knoll, right? Which is like next to it. The, the what, what the official theory is from the government and, uh, you know, it's generally accepted is that Oswald shot JFK when the car was coming around the corner from the sixth uh, sixth story of the book depository. And um, I actually went there. Yeah. I went to Dallas in 2016 and went to the book depository. It's a museum now. And then you can go down cool. onto the street. They've got X's on the street where the first shot was, where the second shot was and where the kill shot was. Oh, he shot three times. I think so. Yes. I believe it was three times. Yeah. So they have those shots marked out on the street. What a weird it's thing. It's so fucking to... weird. And then I went and stood in the grassy knoll and like got my picture taken like a fucking like you were insensitive asshole. No, no. <laughs> no, but it was, it was amazing, but they have like his, uh, the um, original Zapruder film there. Like, you know, the footage yeah. that everybody knows that was like a dressmaker who went there that day and just pulled his camera out and was filming. And oh. that is the most watched film huh. ever like you watched it there yeah they have it there but they also have the original um oh what's it copy called? of it yeah like the just original the film the yeah. original reel yeah they have that there they have a million things there but um so uh, yeah there's lots of things that made people not believe that it was it was uh oswald because of the back to the left that that if he had been shot from the back he wouldn't have gone back and yeah. to the left right so that indicated that he had been shot from the front yeah. and possibly from the grassy knoll right so um that was believed for a long time a lot of people i believed that and then i also watched that jfk movie right the yeah um what's that director's name i, I, I forget know. but anyway Ridley scott no uh kevin costner's you know where he's the the uh, lawyer but anyway um it's been proven like many times over now that it was Oswald that did, he acted alone. His parents even came out and said that he definitely did it. Mm. And then scientists have studied the, the trajectory of the bullets and like physicists. I was looking at all this stuff last night. They have these huge, massive reports that are like actual, um, 
actual like scientific formulas of written out of like how the bullet hit his head wow. and like yeah and then how amazing would that be to learn it, about i it was i i honestly it was like a deep dive and i was going a little bit nuts it was like one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. i had to stop but it had like charts of mapping out his head's position relative to the top of the back seat and like breakdowns of neuromuscular reactions wow. with traumatic brain injury and why he went back yeah, yeah, into the left yeah. that makes sense it was fascinating like i'm gonna send you the oh, article that, it was, that's horrible though it's horrible i know what you but, mean about you know people's movements after yes been, yeah oh god oh, we're awful. still on to jfk right sure okay because so lee harvey oswald he was then killed he was then killed a couple days later and that's, that's part of the reason part of it, yeah. why because he never got to have a trial he never really talked yes and who right? killed him Jack Ruby. Oh, yeah. And he was like some, I think he was like a union guy, but he had like ties to the mafia or like they thought he did huh. or something. But, and, and then he went Ruby. to jail and he died like of a heart attack or something like a year later or something like that. All sorts of insane. All sorts of insane things. Yeah. Right. And just the fact that it was so high level killed the fucking president. Mm-hmm. Like that's in front of so many people. That is crazy. I remember um, dad talking about it. I asked dad if he remembered it and he did. Yeah. It was 1962, 1963. Sorry, November 22nd. 22nd. Oh yeah. 1963. Dad was born in 56, but he remembered that. I bet. And so did grandma, his mom. I remember her talking about it. She said she got a phone call. She heard JFK was assassinated and she slid down the wall and sat on the floor. Like, can you imagine like how huge, yeah. You know, it's like these crazy huge, things that happen in our lifetimes, like 9-11. You mm-hmm. know, we all remember when yeah. 9-11 happened, like just these crazy things. Yeah. But imagine the president being murdered in front, like just wild. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. But then Robert Kennedy was also assassinated, yeah, wasn't he? He was. JFK's bro. Yeah, I think in 68. And then his kid was killed in a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay let's move on so the, another one is area 51 so yeah area 51 is a remote area in nevada it's just a, a little ways northeast of northwest of uh, las vegas and out like out in the desert it's a highly classified air force facility but it's not publicly known what happens there they, there's intense secrecy secrecy surrounding it um if you go anywhere near it, there's, you know, they're going to catch you. There's buried motion sensors. It's off limits to civilians and a, a, most other military personnel. It's patrolled heavily by guards who can shoot people and kill them if they trespass. So it's highly secretive and um, guarded. Yeah. So the United States Air Force says it's a training facility, um, thought and it's thought to be where they test experimental aircraft and weapons. Um, but because of the connection between the um, classified aircrafts, conspiracy theorists believe, and like I, I hadn't really looked into it, so I thought it was a spot where they were trying to figure out if there were extra, if there was life outside, you know, like extraterrestrials, whatever. So, but lots of people believe that they're studying and that they have their crashed UFOs and, and aliens in the facility where they're interviewing (laughs) aliens, studying them. They, they, people were going to, to raid it. They're not raided, but invaded. Yes. Right? So people believe that it's aliens and also weather control, time travel, all these crazy things that they might be doing there. And then, yes, you're right. September 20th, 2019, there was a Facebook event that was called Storm Area 51. Mm -hmm. They can't stop all of us. Yeah. What's (laughs) that for? (laughs) What? They can't stop all of us. I don't know. But it started as a joke. And then 2 million people said they were attending. So it was this huge thing and everyone was nervous about it. Like they're going to go and just rush the gates. And it ended up being just a few thousand people who showed up and 40 people got to the gates and then five people were arrested and nothing really (laughs) happened. They didn't find anything. Yeah, no doubt. But the the CIA actually only um, acknowledged its existence in 2013. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the last one is QAnon, which has gained a lot of ground since Trump's been president. Um, and what they, the far right actually is who really came up with it. 
they believe that Donald Trump is leading the fight against a ring of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. <laughs> and notable members of the ring include the Clintons, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, Epstein. who they, it's insane because there's those that, those videos of Trump like dancing yeah. and like picking women like pieces of meat, you know, yeah. on the dance floor. They believe that he became friends with Jeffrey Epstein just to stop him, just to infiltrate this ring. Huh. Yeah, and to take him down. Oh, so they're it's, they're for Trump. They, yes, okay. Trump is the fucking hero in the gotcha. story. And he, uh, oh, that's why he's hanging out that's with Epstein, why he's hanging out picking with Epstein out these women to, to infiltrate catch Jeffrey yes, Epstein. That's yes. hilarious. Okay, so other not members: Clinton's Epstein, Barack Obama, Tom fucking Hanks. Why is Barack and Tom <laughs> Hanks getting involved in that? <laughs> I don't mean that they're getting involved, but why are they being included in there? Uh, just because they just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's insane. Barack. They believe that this ring of pedophiles, uh, like high, high profile pedophiles is being protected by other government officials and that they're all getting together and drinking the blood of children. Yeah, I heard that. They, Shit. It's insane. And that QAnon people, they have millions of members it's basically just a cult and tr oh, Trump man. like retweets their shit all the time. Like you wouldn't believe how many people believe this. It's shocking. Yeah. That's embarrassing. It's shocking. And they're, they're roping in like uh, places like Wayfair and like, like they believe that this, the, the head of Wayfair, you know, like the furniture, with this shit? I have no idea, but it's absolutely <laughs> insane. Imagine, you know, you're dating somebody, things are going well. <laughs> okay thinking maybe we should move in together and then they tell you that they believe this shit yeah that's, that's a it, right? deal breaker oh that's yeah. Okay. yeah yeah that's a deal breaker um and also if they have a parrot <laughs> <laughs> those are the two deal breakers oh my god why <laughs> people with that have birds are just people that have birds weird, are fucking man. weird yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got a couple of honorable mentions here, okay? So we already talked about him, Jeffrey Epstein, the suicide. People believe that it was a murder, right? That he was killed by the Clintons or by Trump or other powerful and wealthy people, politicians and stuff, to keep him quiet about their participation in, on his pedophile island, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was to prevent him from testifying against them and other powerful people. They're called Epstein truthers. Um, and I mean... I kind of don't think it was a suicide. Oh, no way. Like there were so many weird things. Like they, the guards that were guarding him were no just way. like on breaks so or they had a nap or something. And then the video cameras filming his cell yeah. just stopped working. Yeah. There's right? a lot of things. There's, there's a lot there's of how things. his jaw was broken. Yes. He had broken bones in his neck and yeah. stuff. And like forcefully from. Yeah. And then there, he had like other like wires and stuff in there, like from a sleep apnea machine that he could have. Uh, hung, hanged himself with yeah. but he didn't he used his bed sheets which they apparently said were like paper like yeah. they specifically had them very mm -hmm. uh, you know fragile so you couldn't hang yourself anyway yeah. well, just, Epstein's brother paid for that second yes. autopsy opinion right Right. and that's when they found all that stuff yes yes okay and then the last honorable mention the Denver International Airport so it's two times the size of Manhattan which is crazy the denver the denver yeah. international airport yeah okay. there's lots of conspiracy theories surrounding it um one of the main ones is that it it was two billion dollars over budget so a lot of people believe that there's an underground structure in there that's the headquarters for the illuminati two billion dollars two billion dollars over. over budget yeah wow. yeah um and then other people believe it was built by neo-nazis because the uh, runways are laid out like a swastika um, and then there's also just a lot of disturbing artwork in there. And uh, one big sculpture actually fell over and killed the sculptor. Um, yeah. So, okay. And there's a couple other ones that, you know, we, I would love to talk about, but we don't have that much time. Mm -hmm. Elvis still being alive. How is Elvis? If you, if you, oh, still being <laughs> he's alive. He's still alive. Well, Tupac yeah. too, right? Tupac too. Yeah. Flat earth theories mm -hmm. uh the holocaust didn't happen the deep state man that's insulting just to, to name people a few. that were a part of the holocaust. oh my fucking god <laughs> it's insane it's absolutely insane okay and then there's also the nine or the sorry the covid19 conspiracies which you know <clears throat> are crazy yeah okay let me tell you about a couple of these bad boys okay okay so some people are saying i'm just going to kind of you let me know if you've heard of any of these okay okay 
that COVID-19 was engineered in a Chinese lab and was released into the general population. That's what Trump says. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Hmm. This one I didn't include. Actually, no, it's at the end. Okay. Uh, That COVID-19 is not a serious illness, but it is being spread to cover the harmful effects associated with exposure to 5G wireless Right. Yes, I've heard that one. Yeah. Okay, this is just a a, a way of, well, I guess this is what Trump said as well, but spraying or introducing bleach as a disinfected into your body will protect you. That was Trump. He said, he he suggested, he didn't say drink bleach, but he suggested that at a press conference in front of these doctors, he was saying like, you know, bleach works really well. So maybe it's possible we could inject Mm -hmm. it somehow, get it into the system. And then so, people started doing that. Like people died oh, yeah. from doing they that. Did die, yes. Yeah. And then now I just looked yesterday on the COVID-19 uh, info page uh, on like Facebook and stuff, you know, the BC COVID-19 info page. Mm-hmm. They actually have it listed there. Do not inject bleach. Don't yeah. ingest bleach or any other disinfectants. They actually have to put that <laughs> out there because the president of the United States is saying such insane things. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad Biden was just announced as the new president. Thank yeah. fucking God. I mean, he's not the best either, but anybody but fucking Trump. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said all the, all the world's problems are fixed now, but yeah. honestly. <laughs> no, God. That's just the way it seems because people are so relieved. But at least right? there's just not the extra shit. You know, everybody's exhausted. This isn't really a conspiracy field, but people are saying that if you hold your breath for 10 seconds without yeah. coughing, that you don't have it. Yes. And then regularly rinsing your nose with saline solution can help protect from infection. Right. Also not true. Right. These are just things that I guess it's not so much a conspiracy. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of shit about Bill Gates. Do you know about this? I don't know anything. No. About well, Bill Gates like is he's funding a bunch of vaccine. Yeah, and he's and he's he's on like a board of people that are um, that yeah, he knows a lot about pandemics yeah what the <laughs> hell all, and all of a sudden Bill he knows Gates. a lot about pandemics yeah, yeah. well and, i think he's doing good stuff out there. yeah for sure yeah. um so why do you think people believe conspiracy theories well it's fun yeah right and just to go against the grain i guess but how much fun would it be to go investigate that stuff how much fun would yeah. it be to go into area 51 and like figure it out see an alien in there you know that would <laughs> yeah. be fun yeah, it could really just be boredom hey that you're just like you want to spice it up yeah the reality is too boring i kind of feel like um that like realizing that the world is just chaos and that you don't have control over anything instead believing the, like conspiracy theorists do that somebody's pulling the strings yeah somebody's actually in control yeah, is maybe Illuminati. a little bit less terrifying than the world just being totally fucking random. Yeah. A, a guy went up to the top floor of a book depository and killed the president. And like this pandemic is taking over and is a huge problem and is killing people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's easier for some people to just think, Oh, there must be some other reason. Yeah. Somebody must be controlling this instead of just like, Oh wow. Like things yeah. are fucking It's terrifying to just be a human. I I wonder if there's a conspiracy theory out there tying together all the conspiracy theories. Like this was all part of the plan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe. But all I know is that conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists give me really bad anxiety. Really? Mm -hmm. Man, I remember getting so fired up watching Zeitgeist. I thought, yeah, this is it. I know. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's anxiety inducing. Some of them is, have to be true, though. I think that some of them have. Well, to be I true. mean, aspects of them for sure. Yeah, definitely some things. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, now that we've talked about anxiety, yeah. let's get into segment two where we talk about anxiety. Oh yeah, got anxiety <laughs> about it. <laughs> All right, so in segment two, we're talking about anxiety. Oh yeah. So anxiety is something that. Pretty much our entire family has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mom does a bit. Dad did a lot. Mm-hmm. Our sister Annie has had panic attacks for years. Uh, since Rich has been gone, I've, I, I will have panic attacks now, which is something I never really had before. I've always had anxiety, but we'll definitely have a full-on panic attack now, which yeah. is wild. 
What does that look like for you? Then? What does a panic attack feel like? What's uh, going through your head when you're having these experiences? It's uh, my, my anxiety, like my panic uh, situations are, they manifest as claustrophobia. So like if I'm in the car and I start thinking about how small the car is, mm. or, you know, or if I'm in my house and I feel like it's often if I get hot or if yeah. I'm, you know, thinking about whatever, just grief things or, you know, f- dread about the future or whatever. It feels like the world is closing in, you know, so it mm. feels everything feels small. I feel stuck and yeah. very claustrophobic. So it's like my um, I get into a full panic mode where I, it, you know, my vision is different and I'm like so hot and gets kind of sweaty. My heart's racing mm. and you, I feel like I have to leave. Like I physically have to leave where I am in that moment or I'm not going to survive. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. What about you? My, my, mine like are always like, I have full blown panic attacks. So now they're like lightning flashes of like, boom, I'm in it. Like it's mm. no warning. Yeah. Um, but it always comes from like a weird sensation in my body. If I feel a little pain in my chest, I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. And then it just spirals into, I'm going to die for sure. Yes, yes, yes. My counselor told me though, he said, because he, he always got nervous when he felt like little pains in his chest. Mm -hmm. And this has made me feel a lot better. Sean, we share a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, he said that there's so many little micro muscles in your chest and that's 99% of what you're feeling. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. The that's other thing I, I thought about the other day is that when I'm having a full-blown panic attack, because I think I'm going to die or that I'm going to have a stroke or mm. I'm going to have an you know, aneurysm, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Chances are I won't be having an anxiety attack when that happens. <laughs> if it happens. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something. Absolutely. Last night I, w- I was giving Frankie a bath. And all of a sudden, I felt like I had low blood sugar, <laughs> and I was dripping sweat. I just come home from hockey, yeah. And I like needed to eat two apples, <laughs> which is funny because I ate them in the tub, like I bathed there and <laughs> ate apples. <laughs> but if I was having an anxiety attack, experiencing those symptoms, yeah. Holy shit! Oh my god! I know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what anxiety actually is, because these things are all, they're totally normal for us. Like mm-hmm. you talking about having to eat two apples in the fucking bath. That <laughs> doesn't sound insane to me. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. But, that wasn't anxiety, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Feeling something weird in your body and mm-hmm. it kind of. That's you, what it is for me. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to explain <clears throat> that to, to people that don't, because some people don't even know how it feels to have anxiety. I know exactly. Well, I want to explain what anxiety actually is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, in our brains, we have a fight flight freeze response in our brain. So it's the, a a part of our brain called the amygdala. When, when our, when we sense danger or some kind of threat, the amygdala kicks in, in our brain and sends distress signals to the hypothalamus, which activates the sympathetic nervous system by sending signals through the autonomic nerves to the adrenal glands, which then respond by pumping epinephrine, which is also known as adrenaline, Mm -hmm. into the bloodstream. I learned that from watching the movie Crank. (laughs) So this is an ancient function of the brain. It has protected us for thousands of years. That's why we're still alive. (laughs) 300,000. Approximately. We... We, you know, we don't have any predators anymore. We've got, we can get food fucking delivered to our door. You know, we have homes, most of us, like, you know, we don't have many threats out there anymore. Mm -hmm. So this function of our brain can go haywire, right? It's useful to us because if we do actually encounter danger, right? Somebody pulls a gun on us in an alley or something, fight, you're going to fight, you're going to flight, run, or you're going to freeze. Freeze is not a good one. <laughs> but uh, it is in some situations, right? Not in that one. Yeah. But um, when it goes haywire, um, it can be because we just ha- we just have so we're so fucking privileged now. A, a lot of us, you know, to just the things that we have to worry about, the dangers that our brain, the things that our brain thinks are a threat or some kind of danger yeah. are like 
you know, oh, I didn't do a very good job at work, so I'm going to get fired. Yeah. Or like, you know, oh, I felt a thing in my chest. Who knows what it is? But it's most likely that I'm going to fucking die. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can just spiral out into so these things because we don't, we're not distracted by, oh, I have to get food. I have yeah. to run from this, you know, predator or something, mm-hmm. right? We're just so protected. Wow. So, you know, it, it, it just. So you really don't need this function. I mean, you do definitely. I guess we don't in need it as much. We don't need it as much, yeah. But we—it's constant, right? We're co- co- for people with anxiety, it's just like a constant thing. And I mean, they over—they um, overdiagnose anxiety now too, right? Like, you know, you go to the doctor and say, oh, "I'm feeling a little nervous about something," and they'll give you fucking Xanax or whatever. Right? Not me. Well, they won't give it to me either. Fucking <laughs> bastards! I know, but. Um, yeah, but there are like extreme cases of anxiety and and panic attacks and things that are serious problems for people. And oh, yeah. I mean, they they definitely it definitely causes a lot of problems for me, and I know it does for our sister Annie mm-hmm. and for you too. Yeah, right, definitely. Yeah. So um, I was thinking about anxiety and like what's the difference between anxiety and fear. A lot of people, a lot of scientists say that it's the same thing, Mm -hmm. anxiety and fear, right? But there was this interesting quote that I read last night about the difference, and I thought it just made a lot of sense. So many scientists have argued the differences in their etiologies, response patterns, time courses, and intensities seem to justify a clear distinction between anxiety and fear. Although both are alerting signals, they appear to prepare the body for different actions. Anxiety is a generalized response to an unknown threat or internal conflict, whereas fear is focused on known external danger. Mm -hmm. It's been suggested that anxiety can only be understood by taking into account some of its cognitive aspects, particularly because a basic aspect of anxiety appears to be uncertainty. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Because you're just so worried about what could be. I might get fired. I might. And fear is more like, I see a fucking bear. Mm -hmm. I see somebody that's that's going to attack me. Right? Like anxiety is just like the unknown, you know, like it's totally irrational. It's completely irrational. You know, it's worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. It's not, it's not being in the moment. That's for sure. Exactly. That's why if like, you know, you and I both have a counselor, we share a counselor, like I said, (laughs) Yeah. I actually have three counselors right now. I'm mental. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> part of one of the things that our counselor I know has helped you with yeah. and has helped me with a lot is uh, dealing with anxiety with meditation. Yeah. So and with mindfulness. Mindfulness meditation. Yeah. Right? yeah. So Which is incredibly helpful. It 100% is because yeah. when you get anxious and start panicking or whatever, it's because you're not thinking about okay. I'm sitting on this couch right now. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at Jeff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm talking. I feel the fabric of the couch. You're thinking about what is coming, what could come, yeah. or you're like dreading, or you're, you're um, uh, upset about what has happened mm-hmm. in the past. You're not in the in the moment, right? But my other counselor, yeah, my wife and I have a counselor. Yeah, he was God, telling us that we have five. <laughs> Uh, he was telling us that your your body only lives in the present, which was very interesting. You know right. what he means by that? It's just that yeah. this is the only experience that your body's having, but your, your, but brain, your brain is telling is you, you know, exactly worrying about something in the future. Yes, yes. You know, that's yes. why. So uh, the thing I wanted to talk about was the, the mindfulness practice that, that he teaches. Okay, so it's really simple. What, you got it? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mel wrote it down. Uh, so this is the practice that that he's taught us, right? So what you do, it's called touch, listen, and focus. No, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just called... I, I just do it. Yeah, it's just touch and listen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So our, our counselor taught us this practice to help just bring you back to the moment. So what you're doing is you're closing your eyes. Maybe don't do it while driving. I do it sometimes while driving. <laughs> But you close your eyes and you hold on to something. You grab, say, you know, the emergency brake and then just <laughs> listen. Fold <laughs> the brake, close your eyes. No, but you know what I mean? Say, say, you're, say you're sitting on your couch. Sitting on your couch. Okay. okay. So you close your eyes, feel the couch, and then just listen, you know, and it brings you exactly to the to that moment. Yeah. Like it, you think that you're not going to hear anything, but you are hearing things you hear. 
you know, traffic going by or you're hearing your watch ticking or whatever, like just little, the Mm -hmm. heating system or something like you're just focusing on the things that you hear in that moment. And it brings you, it really is. And especially if you're, if you're trending towards having anxiety attack, yes, to do that, to stop before you get there. Yes. Very helpful. Yes. Um, what, uh, a thing that I started doing, um, when Rich first died, I was having a hard time driving because I would really start to get, get up to panic uh, because of the claustrophobia, but just also obviously because of everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, but what, I, what you can do when you're driving is if you're starting to feel a little bit anxious, pick and, and if you're in a room or whatever, this is a tactic that lots of people use where you just start naming all the things in the room that are green naming all the white cars, something to just focus your brain on something specific and say it out loud because it just kind of stops those thoughts from happening. But obviously if you're driving and you're panicking, pull over, don't keep driving and keep counting white car, white car, like pull the fuck over. Um, Yeah. So just on the topic of meditation. Yeah. My my wife and I got into this thing called transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. Jerry Seinfeld does it. Yeah, Larry David. LD does it? Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. I never heard that. There's an episode where him and Richard Lewis are fighting over their their word that they repeat. The mantra. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. So maybe he does do it. <laughs> um, Jaya. Anyway. Jaya. Oh, That's wow. what it is. Yeah. I'm not supposed to say it. Um, so we, we did this for like three months, and it's twice a day, every day, for 20 minutes a day. And it's the best I've ever felt. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. Physically, mentally, so, just all over. It was so many best. people say that, right? Because yeah. just to even have that little bit of time in the day that you are, one, focusing on your own mental health, and two, um, just giving your brain a break from mm-hmm. all the shit all day, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, meditation, that touch, listen, practice is great. The naming things is really good. Um, another thing is, like, thought practices, like, thinking actually thinking it out what is the worst case scenario like what could it actually be what is it that you're the most scared of and what would that what would that look like how bad could that really be um and then also thinking of the outcome like if you're scared to fly think picture yourself getting off the plane Hmm. you know that's interesting you're doing a presentation think about how great you're going to feel when you get to walk off the stage or whatever right like (laughs) picturing there's music playing (laughs) yeah the crowd is lifting you up over their heads (laughs) you did it (laughs) no but be realistic (laughs) um okay and then like you said earlier the likelihood like think about the probability the Mm -hmm. likelihood that you're actually having a heart attack while having a panic attack like yeah it's not very likely i just figured that out on my own the other day yeah like the chances yeah it's good it's good. Not that it does. It and then matter. also a thing my grief counselor was talking to me about was um, think about the fact that no matter if you have, if you're panicking or in intense anxiety or not, it doesn't change the reality. So if you're on a plane and you have crazy anxiety, you're panicking, you're still sitting in that seat. The plane is still going to take off. You're still going to get there. It, your reality is not changed. So, cause sometimes you can panic about your panic yeah you know what i mean you can have anxiety about your anxiety so at least it takes that layer away that all right i'm gonna have a panic attack but it doesn't it's not going to change the outcome of this at all it doesn't really Mm -hmm. affect the reality of the situation so i I find i found that actually pretty helpful when i was a kid i guess i didn't i just didn't accept that now i just accept that it's happening it kind of helps me out of it oh my god that's been the most helpful to my mental health in the last like five years has just been recognizing that you just have to accept whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling sad, just feel sad. You don't have to feel bad about feeling sad. You don't have to feel anxious about feeling anxious. Just feel the things and move through them. It's such a huge thing with grief too. Just let it be. And mm-hmm. then at least you don't add that extra layer to it, which just makes it worse. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but we fully like, you know, and, and now we're just telling people how to solve their anxiety and have, you know, and their panic days, but I've, we just have horrible anxiety. We do not how to solve it, how to yeah. live with it, yeah. how to manage it, because mm-hmm. you can definitely manage it. Right. Yeah. And, and go to counseling and exercise. So and exercice too. is a huge thing. That's what I forgot to mention that it tricks 
exercise, if you actually move your body when you have and when you're having anxiety, it tricks your body into thinking that you have responded to the threat. So if you get if you go and run around the block, your brain thinks that you have mm. done the flight aspect of that. Um, uh, what's it called? Response. Yeah. That you've done the flight aspect. Yeah, you ran it. from the, your brain gets yeah. tricked and it actually calms you down. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. So exercise is huge. It's so helpful. What's that called again? That part of your brain? that uh, Amygdala. Yeah. Yeah. That it starts with. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's anxiety. Okay. Welcome to the world of anxiety and, mm-hmm. and having five counselors. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Obsess Much. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Obsess Much Podcast. Download our episodes and give us a review to support us. Bye. Bye. Dan. You didn't join in. I'm busy.